0: Hello, friends, and welcome to part three of my Omnipod 5 series with Carrie Burgett. Before we get started today with part three of this three part series, I'd like to tell you that Inslet has paid the host of this podcast, that's me, Scott Benner, and my guest, Carrie Burgett, a fee to create this content. Carrie is an Omnipod ambassador with an ongoing commercial relationship with Insulate. This podcast provides general information and discussions about health and related subjects. This information and other content provided in this podcast or in any linked materials are not intended and should not be construed as medical advice, nor is the information a substitute for professional medical expertise or treatment. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay seeking it because of something that you've heard in this podcast or read in any linked materials. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast and website have no relation to those of any academic, hospital, health practice, or other institution. Please speak with your healthcare team if you or any person has a medical concern and before making any changes to your diabetes management. You can always consult the Omnipod 5 Automated Insulin Delivery System User Guide for more information. In short, nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan. You are about to listen to Part 3 of the Omnipod 5 Pro Tip series. This is Omnipod 5 Pro Tip Connectivity. You should have already listened to Part 1, Omnipod 5 Pro Tip Overview, and Part 2, Omnipod 5 Pro Tip settings. These episodes were all released at the same time, so they're in your podcast player in order, or you can find them at juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash Omnipod 5. Carrie, here we are. We're going to do the last little bit of our series together. This is our our third installment, and this is going to be a lot about connectivity, right? So yeah. because Everything's on body, right? You're wearing your CGM on your body. You're wearing your Omnipod 5 on your body. And they need to talk to each other. And by that, right, we mean Bluetooth connection. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, Yeah, they talk via Bluetooth. Okay.
0: So you're going to hear the words line of sight a lot, right? So um, I found myself initially because I heard people say, well, the line of sight is very important. And I was like, oh, okay, great. What does that mean? What do we have to do? So what I what I've gotten from Omnipod is optimal connectivity that the devices should be at least 3 inches apart with direct line of sight for consistent communication, right? So mm-hmm. it's funny every time I read that I hear it the wrong way, at least 3 inches. So it doesn't, you know, doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be 3 inches, but it shouldn't be 2 inches is what that means. I know that's awfully simple, but it confuses me every time I read it for some reason. Um <laughs> But then the other thing I can tell you is that my daughter wore her CGM on her hip and uh, she wore the Omnipod 5 in a number of different places, right? On her abdomen, et cetera. And we never had line of sight issues. But so is this one of these things that is best practice, but not necessarily, I might not have a problem with it?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's been my experience. So I think the connectivity has been, really robust. I really rarely hear of any issues um, with that, which is awesome. So, you know, I'm a big believer in, if you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. <laughs> so if you're not having any issues with the connectivity, there's no real reason to worry about. Wherever you're wearing your devices, this seems to be working, you yeah. know? Okay. Um, but if you are having issues, that might be something to, to kind of look at, is to improve the, to optimize the communication, maybe you do need to reconsider where you're wearing it, see if you can get better line of sight, um, really same side of body seems to be another way you can think of it. Um, cause the line of sight word can be a little hard, I think for some people to really know what we're talking about, you just want the pod and the decks come to be able to see each other. And Bluetooth doesn't really like to communicate through things. So yeah. like through the body. Um, so even if you're like on your right arm and your right leg, that might be better than being, you know, on the right arm and the left leg.
0: I saw, I saw someone online say, um, they, they put it so simply. They said, listen, if you're a stomach sleeper, don't put one of the things on your stomach where you're going to squish it into the mattress and the other thing on your back or, you know, on on the other side of you, because that might create uh, a barrier. And, but I, the way you put it just now makes total sense to me. Do what works. And, but if you run into this problem, then Line of sight, and and by running to the issue, what are we really saying? You could oh yeah co- come out of automated mode, or you'd go into something called I'm I'm losing the thought. It's uh,
1: automated limited,
0: limited. Okay, yeah. So what is yeah. what is that automated limited?
1: Yeah, so if the pod does not receive information from the CGM, so meaning the communication is impaired for some reason mm-hmm. for more than twenty minutes then it will go into automated limited mode. And what that is, is, I mean, it's just like it sounds. It's, it's still automated mode, but it's limited because it doesn't have the main information it needs, which is the CGM. So what it does is it creates um, a static uh, basal delivery. It still determines its own delivery, but it doesn't adjust it anymore because it doesn't have the CGM. So it will be um, based on the recent, insulin delivery so basically like what was happening before we lost the communication
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and then it will just deliver that and then once the CGM connectivity comes back it will automatically go into the full automation okay um so that's what you would see like from the user side if to give you clues that like you are having issues with the communication if you're getting these automated limiteds and it will also say on the Omnipod 5 um, screen, it'll say um, searching for CGM. Okay. So if you're not in warm-up, because that's expected if you're in sensor warm-up, because if you remember every time you change your Dexcom, there's going to be a two-hour warm-up period before you have any CGM information. So you will be unlimited during warm-up. So that's expected. But if you get limited a lot and you're not in warm-up, then that could indicate... Um, some connectivity issues.
0: Carrie, we haven't been doing this that long together and you don't need me anymore. I was going to ask that question to lead you oh, into your see, You already
1: thing. know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> we I are was, adorable. I
0: was going to be like, what about during a warm up period, Carrie? And then <laughs> just pause all delightfully. And then you would have come in and filled in that information. And, you,
1: know, you just
0: don't need me. It's done. It's over. I do, though. Are I we, do. I I, it sounds like our relationship is over. Oh. <laughs> so <Aww. laughs> so um, after 20 minutes without CGM readings, you're going to go into automated mode. Uh, or excuse me, into, into uh, limited. Is that right? Yes, that okay. is correct. Um, and then line of sight. I mean body styles are different right so Mm -hmm. just try to give yourself the best i mean i would if it was listen anecdotally if this was happening here i would put stuff at least three inches apart that where they could see each other and then i would trial and error move things around and try to try to see what works for us and and you know then you you find a rhythm and i think you're good after that yeah yeah this isn't even something that some like in your in your experience some people don't experience this at all i would imagine
1: yeah i mean in my experience most people don't experience this at all but um there's definitely something to keep in mind because of just the basic understanding that that is how the system works the dexcom talks directly to the pod and so you want to try and optimize that but yes it's not something that i hear of as an issue very often which is really really encouraging i think um
0: yeah so far I, i found it to be incredibly reliable Here's a question from a, a listener. They want to know if there's anything that could happen with missing CGM data that would kick them into manual mode.
1: Um, not with missing CGM data. Okay. Yeah. So, but there is one other situation where um, you, you could need to go into manual mode. And that's if you have what's referred to, as you would see on your screen, an automated delivery restriction alarm. You know there are some safety things built in where if the um, adaptive basal's been delivering at a maximum, the maximum rate for too long, or you know been suspended for too long, um, you know if you're if if it's not working, it, it suggests that potentially there's something wrong that's outside of the algorithm's you know ability to fix. And that gets back to a lot of these basics of just, you know, has your infusion site failed? Did your pod actually just fall off and you're actually not getting any insulin at all? Right. So things like that. Um, So the system will alarm you and say automated delivery restriction, um, you know, confirm that your CGM is actually as high or as low as we think it is, make sure your pod is actually in place. And then deal with it, you know? Right. Um, And then, so it will make you go into manual mode for five minutes just so you can deal with it and then you can put yourself right back in. So that's Mm -hmm. the only time that you, um, you know, could be forced kind of to go into
0: manual mode. Okay. And, you know, I think it's just worth saying here that, you know, if your symptoms don't match the readings you're getting. You might want to change the sensor on your cgm Um, if you're getting automated insulin delivery restriction alerts just like you said the 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 whole point of the system right is about safety so yeah pay attention to that look for other alerts um, and make sure you're getting your insulin the way you're supposed to
1: yeah exactly yeah i mean you're still relying on the cgm so if it's if you feel low but the cgm's not showing that you're low you should you should check your glucose and see if you're low like check with a meter sometimes you can pull that meter out, you know, mm-hmm. and use it for that situation.
0: Now make sure that we we explained automated mode limited properly. I feel like we did, but I, I have bullet points here in front of me, and I have to be honest with you, I'm not a I'm not a details person. That's a weird thing for me to be saying on this, but I, I, I'm not. So I just want to roll through them to make sure we have them, right? In automated okay. in automated mode limited. Smart adjust technology can no longer fully adjust your automated insulin delivery because the pod is not receiving updated glucose information from a CGM. So that's a definition there. When the system enters limited state, Smart Adjust t- technology never gives more than the basal program. Oh, that's interesting. So Oh, if-
1: yeah, that is true. I okay. forgot to mention that So part. if we
0: go into limited and that initial basal we set up was one unit per hour, it is not going to go above that in limited mode.
1: Right. Okay. Yes, but I want to make sure it's clear that doesn't mean that it's going to deliver that one unit an hour. It just means it that's it won't ever go above. It can't exceed what's in, that. Yeah.
0: Okay. If, if you're in in the uh, the limited situation, right? Um, after an hour of missed CGM values, the missing values. Let's see, advisory alarm happens. Oh, an alarm.
1: Yes, That yeah. so just means the system's going to let you know. If you've been in limited for an hour, you're going to get an alert that's like, "Hey, you're still in limited. Do you want to do something about that?"
0: And then so. next, the next part here is, if that happens, you're going to continue to get the insulin, but the insulin that the system considers safe until the CGM reconnects. Yes. Okay. Oh, that's cool. So that's that. So that's based. That's where that learning comes in to help you in that situation.
1: Yeah, and it's also based on recent delivery. So mm-hmm. you know, if you were suspended leading up to losing the connection, just keep in mind that it's, it's you know, you're likely not going to be getting very much then because how could it? It doesn't know any information to know whether it can safely start yeah. giving you more or not. So, and
0: the, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you oh, off. Oh, no,
1: that's all I was going to say.
0: Okay. And then so when the CGM comes back, though, we go right back into automated mode. I don't have to do anything.
1: That is correct. When the CGM comes back, it'll automatically go back to full automated mode.
0: Yes. The reason I ask that is because I know when you put on a new pod, it does prompt you and ask you if you want to be in automated mode that very first time when the new pod goes on. So that's cool. So if you just lose your CGM data, you're not going to get nagged about it. It'll just head back to where it belongs once the data is yep. back. Okay. Once it's back, it's back on its way. Yep. Okay. I think you said this one because someone asked the question, how long does this system need to be paused or at max delivery for before before they see they're asking before manual mode kicks in.
1: So they're they're getting at the automated delivery restriction. Mm-hmm. Um and this is just another thing you just can't know. So there's there's no exact answer to that. You know, there there is no fixed time period. Mm-hmm. It's based on multiple factors including how how long it's been at max delivery but also your glucose level. So I do appreciate that that I mean as a question. If you're at max yeah. and it's working, you know, you're not going to get that alarm, but if it's not, you you know, you will.
0: And it does say, listen, I have a note here. It says 97% of patients remained in automated mode through the pivotal trials. So
1: yes, it's very, very easy to stay in automated mode. It's really a non-issue. Like you're not going to be, as long as you're wearing your CGM. Well, and even if you were, I guess you weren't, you would just be unlimited all the time, which I would not recommend. (laughs) Um, but you know, you're not going to get kicked out and having to be doing all this work to get back into automated mode. Um, we really don't see that at all. I mean, I can't, I mean, you're going to be in the high 90%, you know, time in automated mode,
0: uh, pretty easily. I think this whole conversation points out one of the things that for years leading up to Omnipod five, I was always pointing out as a major benefit of it, which is that it's a completely on body system. And that you know, of course, we talked about in the first episode. You know, you need you need your controller to hear your alarms, and you you know have to see your CGM you know on your phone to to know what your graph says, etc. But that just if you know you don't realize how many times you're watching television and you walk into another room and then you stay there for ten or fifteen minutes, or you you know you head out back and you take a breath of fresh air, not having to take that stuff with you. And the algorithm still working to me is one of the really most, I'm I'm genuinely, I'm being genuine here. It's one of the most exciting aspects of Omnipod 5 to me is that it's an on-body system and it is working no matter what room you walk into or if your cell phone, you know, gets left outside on the patio for 10 minutes or something like that. I think that's really, it's just a, it's a fantastic aspect of it to me.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's really unique and um, very cool. Cool. that That is the case.
0: All right. I have a couple more questions here. Carrie, if you right. want to roll through them with me, yeah. um, what does the thinking, calculating, um, <laughs> <laughs> where does that happen? And, and I feel like we've gone over that already, right? Like the controller is not part of the algorithm the the algorithm lives right on the pod, Right. Okay. Um, well, see now I'm asking questions and we already answered them. Maybe we're <laughs> so good at this. We didn't even need these questions. Let's find out. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. We went through why you might get kicked out of automated mode. Um, Look at us. I'm feeling very good about what we've done here. Hold oh, on yeah. a second.
1: You've exhausted all the questions? Wow.
0: Okay, here's one. Why can the G6 receiver not be used while the Omnipod 5 is being used?
1: Yes. Important question. Okay. So the reason is this. The Dexcom can be connected to one medical device and one app, the G6 mobile app. hmm it, when you're using the Omnipod 5, the Omnipod, the pod itself takes the place of the medical device. So the receiver is also a medical device. And so you just can't. And that's true for any pump that you are you can connect a CGM to. You cannot connect any Dexcom to a pump and a receiver.
0: I don't know why, but then, but, but that I don't seems- know
1: why that is either. It's just yeah. like some sort of, it's you know, a regulatory thing.
0: It's a universal thing, though.
1: Yeah, it's just like a regulatory thing. I don't know the okay. reasoning or why, why, but it's just a, how it is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So if I want to know other things, like um, people who started with what they would consider a good A1C to begin with, um, you know, there's pivotal data online that that Omnipod's made available, right? So we could put like a link to it here if people wanted to know these kind of like drill down questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I I personally think even if you... First of all, you know, even the word "good" in the question is in quotes, and I would be—I'm making quotes myself, and nobody can see me. You know, (laughs) so if your expected outcomes are, I don't know, like in the sixes, right? Uh And your time and range is already good. Yeah, maybe you're not going to see some amazing like transformation, but I think where you still will see amazing transformation is the amount of effort you have to put in, overnight sleeping just burden stuff, right? Like, you know. Yes, hopefully, absolutely. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like by that. And don't
1: forget about hypoglycemia because a lot of times you can, you know, you can get a quote really good A1C at the expense of a lot of hypoglycemia. Yeah. And so the other thing you might see is the percent time hypoglycemia might go down and you might be able to, you know, get to the same, you know, level time and range that you want without having to also deal with a ton of
0: hypoglycemia yeah the way i talk about on the podcast is that you can't be you can't have a 50 blood sugar for five hours a day and a 60 blood sugar for five hours a day and a 300 blood sugar for a portion of the day and then because when you do the math on that your a1c might come back and you might be like wow i've got an a1c at 7.2 that's not too bad but that's not that is not safe it is not healthy it is not what you're looking for you're looking for stability in that range And that's what you're asking Omnipod 5 to deliver to you.
1: Yeah. And that's why I always encourage people to actually focus more on time and range than even A1C Mm -hmm. because time and range doesn't allow you to ignore that piece because you, you can have an A1C of six with the example you just gave. But if you looked at time and range, your time and range is probably not 70 in that situation. Yeah. So the time and range really helps you balance this all out to see, to find that balance of it's about. Stability. It's not about getting the lowest A1C you can possibly, possibly yeah. get um, at the expense of, you know, hypoglycemia.
0: In just a couple seconds, I'll tell you a story. Uh, there's a person I helped a long time ago who came to me and said, "We're fighting a lot of highs and lows, but my kid's A1C is pretty good." And I said, "Well, you know, when you get a graph that's pretty, you know, like normal one you see most of the times, could you send it to me?" So I look at it. She sends it to me. and looks at it, and I am not over exaggerating Carrie. this kid's blood sugar went from 60 to 400 and 60 to 400. It looked like the Alps. And and this poor lady was just, she was fighting and fighting and she just couldn't figure out how to do it. And I think of her when I think of this system, I think that kid would just be in a different situation without that. And it took her, you know, she might still listen to this podcast. It took her a couple of years to figure it out. And if you're telling me, that my algorithm can, you know, in a couple of weeks, start learning me and stop stuff like that from happening. It's it's um this about the greatest thing I've ever
1: heard. It's life changing because yeah. you know what? It's not also not only about blood sugar numbers too. It's about your life and your quality of life and like being able to do the things you want to do. You know, in that situation, that kid probably can barely play a sport or go to a friend's house if yeah. that's what they're having to deal with. You know, so. Yeah, that's a big, big piece of it.
0: It's just crazy. So uh, let's go over one more thing real quickly, and then I'm going to answer a bunch of people's questions and we're all going to go home. So activity mode. Somehow we didn't talk about it through this whole time.
1: Yeah, we didn't.
0: How do you how do you implement it?
1: Yeah, it's really easy to use, actually. Um, So when you go to the main menu, if you're in automated mode, you will see a menu called activity, which you just go to that menu and then. You turn it on for whatever duration you want from one hour to 24 hours. And what it will do is when you have it on, it changes the target glucose for the adaptive basal to 150. Mm -hmm. But then in addition to that, it reduces the insulin delivery. So that's what distinguishes using activity feature from just setting the target at 150. Okay. Is that, you know, it's what it'll calculate the delivery with the 150 target and then additionally reduce it from there. Um, so it's going to drastically, um, reduce your insulin delivery. So the concept is that it's a way for you to, um, you know, reduce the insulin delivery for a duration of time when you know, your insulin delivery needs are going to go down. The main example would be, you know, aerobic exercise. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah. But I, but would you agree? And this is me. I'm now just taking what you said and thinking a little farther if i used activity mode and i thought well this worked great i didn't get low but i was higher than i wanted to be could i also not change my target instead of going to activity mode because i try 140 as my target like say my that that kind of stuff is 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 a good idea you think
1: yes absolutely see this goes to us being on the same wavelength because i was just going to talk about that that Mm -hmm. activity feature it's one option that you should definitely try for exercise but if you find that you run too high with it, then, you know, you got to try something different. And alternatively, you could change your target. Right. The the downside to that is if it's not regular activity, like if you're a really, if you have really routine activity and you can just program a higher target for that, that, you know, when you need it for that activity that you do, then that could work well. The downside to changing the target is just if you're changing it because you're like going for a hike, just remember, you're going to need to change it back. It's like a program setting that you're going to need to, to manually change right. versus you can just press a button to turn on activity feature, and then it will change it without you having to manually change it. Does that it, make sense?
0: It, it absolutely does. Um, and that goes to what you said earlier about being still being involved and, and thoughtful and, and making moves that, that are going to help you not just saying, Oh, the thing will take care of it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I just have quick questions from people that, to be honest with you, are kind of yes and no stuff. So I'm not going to burden okay. you with pretending I don't know the answer to some of them. So um, <laughs> is Omnipod working on a follow-up? Yes, they are. Is there any indication of when the iOS app is coming? There is no timeline, but it is being worked on. And I know a number of people who work at Omnipod, and they're lovely people who seem like they go to work and work very hard. So let's hope <laughs> that that works out uh, as quickly as possible. Um, do they have any future goals for changing the target Omnipod is going to tell you that uh they want you to remember first of all that the target glucose of 110 is the lowest target glucose on the market in the united states um
1: that is true and, actually uh, never thought about that well that you is know
0: true. isn't this interesting right people can infer what they want here i guess but they're the answer to my question are there going to be future changes um is uh we currently have the lowest. Boy, that doesn't say no or yes, does it?
1: Ooh, <laughs> it I, does not.
0: kind of exciting. All right, I'll, I'll oh, take that. A little um,
1: mystery there. Yeah,
0: exactly. Also, I've, um, I'm realizing that I called the uh, follow-up, the follow-up, and it's Omnipod View. Um, I told you the details mm. aren't uh, my strong suit. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> um, that's being worked on. Um, I think we have everything else. I have one last thing here, and um, and then I'm going to let you go. So the question is, is there any idea when the FDA will approve for under six years old? This person says they're getting pushed back from their endo because their son is three and a half. Now, the answer from Omnipod is they've recently published data for that age group and that they've Mm -hmm. submitted to the FDA for an indication all the way down to two. Carrie, I really appreciate you doing this with me. I have to say that, you know, this being our first time recording together, I I felt a real kinship with you. And uh, I'd like to invite you to come back on the podcast and talk about this and, and a lot of other things in the future. Yeah, it was
1: really fun. Thank you so much for. Having me, I was really, I wasn't sure. This was this was a blast, actually. You weren't sure, real pro, because you made me feel really comfortable, even though like I really was not at first.
0: Carrie, listen, let's be honest with the people if they're listening, right? I don't come off as someone who would have been good like this when you meet me in meetings and other stuff, and you were probably like, "There's no way this guy's gonna pull this off," right? Be honest. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, it was.
1: (laughs) It was just such a blast. I really, really appreciate it. All right, podcasts are fun.
0: (laughs) This is podcasts are fun. This is my wheelhouse, Carrie. I don't know how this happened happened, but, but nevertheless, here it is. Yeah.
1: Well, you found it. Thank you. So keep on keeping on.
0: Thanks again to Carrie Burgett for coming on the show and sharing what she knows about Omnipod 5 with me. And thanks to all of you for listening. If you know anybody who's interested in getting started with Omnipod 5, please share these episodes with them or refer back to them yourself if you need some help from time to time. Don't forget, these episodes are always going to be available in your podcast player. We're at juiceboxpodcast.com forward slash Omnipod 5. If you're interested in more Omnipod 5 content, we're going to have a lot of it right here on the Juicebox podcast. The best way to know when that content's available is by subscribing or following in a podcast app. To get started right now with Omnipod 5, go to omnipod.com forward slash juicebox. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juice Box Podcast.